<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. Thanks for being with us. It's been almost three years since the 2020 election that gave us the puppet president, Joe Biden, it was an election with lots of irregularities, anomalies, flaws, in some cases, straight-out fraud. Just this week, we learned of a story out of Muskegon, Michigan, where an estimated eight to 12,000 likely fraudulent voter applications were submitted by the Biden campaign-financed GBI Strategies. This was a story uncovered in October of 2020, yet almost three years later, we're just hearing about it. Marxist Dem Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel says these admittedly false and fraudulent voter applications weren't added to the voter rolls. We're supposed to actually believe that, I guess. And let's not forget what happened just three days ago when President Trump was indicted for the fourth time for challenging the 2020 election in the state of Georgia. The former president charged along with 18 other associates for simply asking for an investigation into the election. What in the world has this country come to? Yesterday, we joined my friend Mike Lindell at his election summit in Springfield, Missouri, and had the chance to sit down with a number of the greatest fighters for freedom and fair elections. Among our guests today are Mike Lindell, Emerald Robinson, Laura Loomer, and General Michael Flynn. Let's bring in our first guest today. Joining us now is Mike Lindell, a philanthropist, businessman, great American, and there's no one more committed to integrity in our elections. Mike, great to see you again, a great two-day event that you have here. Tell us more about why you decided to bring it to the fore. Well, this is this is an event of bringing evidence. We've had two events two years in a row where we poured out the evidence. And it's about, you know, I got to a point a year ago, I had a, I got in prayer, a new plan, a different, could come at this from a different angle because we've had all the evidence. It's like back in Al Capone days, you know, um, they couldn't get him on murder, racketeering, bootlegging, anything, because he had the media, he had the police, he had the judges in his pocket, and, uh, and he had early voting in his pocket. So. I, I said when people are out there, what were they lacking? Now, this they've been lacking hope and a plan. People are out there feeling hopeless. So today, we're going through state by state, showing where the hope is. This morning, we did a segment called, who are, How Did We Get Here? That's my speech I gave. And then, who are we? You know, we didn't change. The people didn't change. The footprint of our country changed. And anybody that speaks out to fix our election platforms has been called all kinds of conspiracy theory and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, for me, Lou, it was, they keep saying, well, Mike, when are you going to give up trying to get, put Donald Trump back in office? Well, about three months into it, back in 21, it became very clear that this isn't about one election. This is about fixing our election platforms and securing them. Absolutely. So, so tomorrow at 1 p.m., we're going to be uh, central time. We're announcing a plan to secure our elections immediately. Immediately. It happens immediately. And it's never been done before in history, never been talked about before, so people can guess all they want. You will see something tomorrow that'll be historical, and come Friday morning, they're already secure, and going into this fall's election, we're going to show the world a prototype in Louisiana, Kentucky, and um, uh, Mississippi, and all these states that have elections this fall, and, it, and it's going to be amazing. And you've been working on this for a while. Give us, if you will, the philosophy around it. I understand that it's a it's a plan for a secure election and to restore election integrity right. beyond that. Right. Well, what I can't I can't say too much, but I will say this that the only way the plan fails is if people don't watch tomorrow. If they don't if the word doesn't get out, okay? You can have all the evidence in the world and I'll, you know if it doesn't matter how much you have if they have the media going, you now there's nothing out there, there's no evidence and it's like a tree falls in the forest, there's not, nobody there to hear did it really fall type. 
thing. Well, for this plan, based on where we're at now, I'm going, you know what? All these indictments and lawsuits and all this stuff that they've attacked on everybody or attacked, you push that out. They just want to push it past 2024, and then all this stuff will go away because they don't want our great real president Donald Trump back in. But uh, you put that aside, and I'm going, okay, we need a plan that what if we don't get rid of these electronic voting machines? What if we don't get any changes made out there that we can't, that we're fighting for in every state to get, you know, you got to realize in 2018, we had elections, elections then, and what they turned into in 2020 was worlds apart. All these illegal things were put in, like in Michigan, 7 million ballots, registered ballots were mailed out. That's illegal. The Secretary of State just did these things, and none of the Attorney Generals, they turned a blind eye and said, that, you know what, it's a China virus, we'll let it go forward. Only one, one um, Attorney General in our country uh, stopped that stuff, and that was Ken Paxson from the state of Texas. He fought 12 lawsuits because they were going to do the same thing in Texas. Let's mail out uh, 20 million ballots. And uh, he said, no, it's illegal unless the legislatures make a new law. And he won. He won, everybody. Well, when he won, you know what he got for a reward on that? Yes, I do. <laughs> the, the Republican judges in, in the state of Texas about a year and a half ago made a new rule that for the attorney general of Texas doesn't have the power to prosecute one crime, election crime. Now he goes into impeachment. They're just attacking him for being for, for, for doing his job. And it's disgusting. Well, and he isn't the first uh, person to be persecuted by the by the left. And particularly 2020 was a seminal moment. The election was rigged as early as May of 2020. President Trump said this rig election is rigged. Uh, he started talking about it. A lot of people were concerned about it. And sure enough, the results were what appeared to everyone to be a, an election in which there were all sorts of anomalies, irregularities. That's right. A rigged election. A rigged election. And you know what? I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The 2020 election will go down as one of the, if not the most important election in history. Because when I say, people say to me all the time, well, who did this? And I say, well, it was, uh, I call it the evil cabal. You had the Uniparty. The deep state, globalist, CCP, these, this world order stuff. And then, you know, remember the Democrats wanted these election machines gone for two decades. And all of a sudden they're all happy now going, oh, now we're, we're a fifth prong of this. But what's happened in my speech I did this morning was all about these things that got us here, which looked really bad at the time. And, you know, the Supreme Court didn't look at Texas versus Pennsylvania. The two senators were stolen in Georgia. I look at all them as many miracles because if those had happened and it would have turned back to our great real president Donald Trump, we would have lost our country forever, Lou. And you know why? Our election platforms, they would have just cheated harder next time and we would have never known all the things we know now that will come, you know, it's when we get way out here, we're going to look back and say all these things had to happen on God's timing, not ours. Well, there's great truth in what you're saying and there's no question but what we would not know any of this. We wouldn't know any Thing and we went and you know what people people there's two things happening we're having people are feeling hopeless out there and they're returning to Jesus to God for hope so we're in the greatest revival ever on that end and which is the, which is huge and then you have this common sense bucket call it this new bucket I told our real president the other day I said sir you have a common sense bucket in politics problem solution and what it manifests to I said people are pouring in from both sides from it just pouring into this bucket because once you get in that bucket you don't leave. And what did you have to have people from the on the left here, Democrats and liberals, to jump into that bucket? They've, they've had two good examples. One example of December of 2019, where all this great things are worldly stuff and went up because of a great president and making good decisions. And now they have an example what horrible, horrible, evil decisions can do to destroy us, our country, and the American dream. So they've seen both and going, I have my own family members, I 
have people, you know, that are over here on the left. They're liberal Democrats. They're going, it's opened their eyes, and they've come to this bucket of common sense. Well, that, that bucket, we want it to even get larger and larger because one of the clear, unequivocal issues right now is who will win that election in 2024. And I've heard people talking about we've got to do this, we've got to do organize that, we've got to. But the fact of the matter is, no matter what the Republican Party, independents, Americans of good faith, and patriotic Americans, no matter what they do, if this election system of ours isn't one of immense integrity and absolute security for 2024, nothing the Republicans do will matter one whit. That you're exactly right. That's what I'm telling everyone is, you know, all the, if we don't fix, secure our election platforms, you can't, it doesn't matter how much you spend, how much you campaign, when they have all that, they have the media, they have everything, you know, the media, the, everything. So that's why tomorrow, when we announce this plan to secure our elections, everyone's going to embrace it. This is going to, there is, a, you know what, also, Lou, it's going to be a filter. When we announce this plan, now, anything, anybody that pops up and says, I don't think that's a good plan, you're, a, you're part of the evil. You're part of the evil. I'm serious. I don't care who you are. And, and you know what? This is even going to get hope for, you know, 52 countries have been lost to the electronic voting machine. 52, Brazil being the last one, my good friend, President Bolsonaro. Uh, fit, you know, so they were the last one to go down. But all these countries I've talked to from uh, underground in Venezuela to Australia, all these places, I've talked to them. I've told them, you wait till this plan now. It's going to bring them hope again. And uh, it's amazing. These the electronic voting machines, early, early voting, late voting, uh, counting uh, two weeks after the election, all of this madness. Uh, the Democrats used it; the Republicans did not in 2020, to their to their advantage. Uh, the Democrats. What will it take in terms of Congress that has been recalcitrant and reluctant and resistant to the idea of getting involved in election reforms? What is their role in all of this, if you can share that? Yeah. Well, I will tell this. We, I have uh, probably 200,000 people on the ground in all 50 states for the last two and a half years, from canvassing to getting casco records to going to, to their county um, officials and get rid of the machines. Our biggest blockers, bar none, are Republicans. You wouldn't, you'd be surprised. States like Arkansas, Alabama, Missouri. You get there, and we've got, we got, we'll give an example in Arkansas, Cleburne County. We went in there, this county went to paper ballots, hand counted. What did the Republican do? They went and put a, a, a thing, they put a bill through that defunded any county that went to paper ballots. And these are things you don't understand. They go, why are they, you know, are they part of the Uniparty? You know, you got people like Brad Ratz. Burger, Robin Voss, the horrible speaker in Wisconsin that blocked the whole investigation that, that he ordered with Michael Gableman, the great Michael Gableman, right. Supreme Court judge, and, and he get all of a sudden, be careful what they find, Robin, and they find all this stuff, and he, he says, let's decertify Wisconsin. Robin shut down the investigation. He said, I can't do anything about the widespread fraud in Wisconsin unless a judge rules on it. The Supreme Court a week later ruled that there was widespread fraud in Wisconsin, and Robin went into hiding. You know, it's disgusting. This is, it's very frustrating. But this also, tomorrow, the plan, when we announce this, all of that's going to be going. It's going to be so much relief for people and going, wow. You know, the people, I've showed the plan to the, uh, General Flynn. He said it's the best plan. He's a general. He was a general. I figured let's show it to a general. He said it was amazing, right? And he said, uh, but he said this is a, you know, we've been looking for it. It's our only plan. That's what he didn't say that. But he said it's good. I put wasn't a, nothing to compare it to because it's never been done before. I showed it to Turning Point, Charlie Kirk and Tyler. They looked at, they just embraced it, and they go, they can see how this is going to unite everybody too. Um, and uh, uh, everyone I've showed to, there's 16 people that know in the world what the plan is, and every one of them says this is the most amazing thing they've seen because we need it for such a time as this. And if we didn't have that, I myself, I'm going because all the other fronts we're fighting on with you know with judges. 
speaking. No judges have ever looked at any evidence based on merit. Can you believe this? In two I can't. And a, Unfortunately, I can't believe In two and a half years. <laughs> well, I've got a great idea. Sixteen people know the plan besides yourself. You have the opportunity right now, just between you and me, to make it 17, if you want to get into the details. All right, is anybody listening out there? <laughs> yeah, you're going to be... You're going to be in the end. You know what? You know why I went to some of them, like Turning Point, just like with my pillow. And, you know, when I have hosts and they're selling my products, I go, here, I give them to them because I want them. You're selling it from the, they're selling from the heart then. You're, you're speaking from the heart. Well, with this plan, that's why I went out to Turning Point. I said, you know what? Because they've, they've uh, uh, you know, I said, here, you guys, I'm not going to call you up and say advertise this, you know, get it out there. But when you show them it and then, you know what? Now they're putting it out there in a big way. Good. which is they're speaking from the heart so tomorrow after tomorrow you're going to have millions of people so passionate about telling the rest of the country about this plan we have to overcome one thing and that's whatever the bad media is going to do whatever the media is going to do i think they're all going to go fox on us which means nobody's going to talk right no. that's my guess too yeah and the nice thing right now you were talking about the miracle of uh, finding out who's who and who's doing what right uh, Everybody knows, I think, right now what the corporatist media is, what it amounts to in their role uh, in 2020 uh, and in our our lives since. Uh, the, the reality is, I think there's going to be a lot of discussion about this across the country. Uh, there, you know, Frank Speech, you name it, all that you're doing, uh, and podcasts across the country. Voices are, going, are being heard now. That's right. And uh, your voice is going to be uh, very loud uh, tomorrow when you announce that plan. And I know that the country will be grateful, as always, for your energy, uh, your passion, and your commitment to this country. Great patriot. Mike Lindell, great friend. Well, so thank much. you, Lou. And we're looking forward to you tonight, giving that address to the nation. <laughs> God bless you. Thank you. God bless you, Mike. And coming up next here, Emerald Robinson. We're going to be talking, this may surprise you, about elections, politics, and event 201. We'll be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And now, as promised, Emerald Robinson joining us. And Emerald, good to have you here. This is an amazing event. Uh, Mike Lindell's Election 2024 uh, Summit uh, and a big plan in the offing. Uh, your thoughts, your reactions to it all? Well, look, I have not been made privy to Mr. Lindell's plan. Me either. I, Wait, I, if you haven't, then I feel better. I, I'm on the outside here. <laughs> I, I, see, now I would have thought you might have. So I feel better about that because people are keep asking me if I know what it is and I, I really don't so I will be hearing it for the first time tomorrow as well and I'm I'm definitely very excited to hear it because time is running out and there's lots of other plans to keep the right person from being elected president to make sure that the election is fortified again and using their terminology right over that time article that Molly Ball wrote where she admitted admitted that they rigged the election 
so I'm excited to hear and you know it's a funny story how I learned about Mike's plan is that I tweeted there was no plan and I was calling out Republicans and very shortly I get a text message and a phone call from Mr. Lindell saying no 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 there's a plan I have a plan so and it's great that he does because the Republicans and I will say this straight up as I do on my show uh, and anyone who will listen uh, the Republicans have got to do more independents have got to do more every American who cares about this country has got to understand no matter what is done none of it will matter if the election of 2024 is rigged again uh, if there is an election integrity it's that straightforward and and i think lindell deserves all the credit in the world for bringing people together around that proposition he's trying and he is committed to it every day and i feel lou that this is the consequential election if they rig it and steal it again in 2024 i don't think we will ever get our country back it'll be a much harder to impossible fight and again we're running out of time and you say republicans i am assuming you mean republican voters getting more involved because as we know republicans the politicians they won't even utter the words hardly stolen election they are scared to death well i've been working with a lot of the the congressmen to get them kind of used to and one in particular to get used to the word impeachment uh, because if not now when uh, the uh, the evidence is so obvious uh, the, the united states congress isn't a, a a judge that has to have some level of proof uh, all the evidence has been produced by the four investigating committees sufficient evidence to bring this president forward for for to me for prosecution uh, and there's no question about it and I don't understand the reticence. Uh, I, I regret the reticence for whatever reason. One, probably the, the most important lesson I learned, Lou, covering Congress and covering the White House, was that Republican congressmen are largely cowards. I could count on my one hand the ones who really will stand up and fight and probably aren't compromised. And I don't know if you would agree with me for that. I think that's why they're hesitant to speak out. You know, I don't know if, you know, I, I guess cowardice is a word that that works for many of them, and I would agree. I think there is also, as you say, many are compromised. Others simply don't have the, the physical, natural makeup to say, I'm taking a stand on everything and let you know, the devil take the hindmost. Uh, they're very worried about the cliche is they're worried about the next election instead of the next generation. But they have to change that. And they have uh, a, a leader in Speaker McCarthy who is not going to be their mentor or are a very effective right, leader on something like impeachment and saving the Republic. Yeah, I talk to congressmen every week on my show, and you have the, the few who are willing to go forward, want to go forward with impeachment, and I ask them often, you know, why are your colleagues not on board with, with you? And they don't really have good answers other than what you said. So I don't know, I don't see, and I would love to hear differently from you, but I don't see them even going forward with impeachment before the election. Do you? I don't see it. Uh, I'm sure praying for it because coming back right now, in my opinion, they should be in session, yeah. in special session uh, with a, a at least an impeachment inquiry, if not voting on the articles of impeachment. Uh, it's irresponsible that they haven't because what we have seen with the right. Biden right, well, crime family, this compromised, impaired uh, puppet president and his master, Barack Obama. Uh, this is the third term of Barack Obama. It is an administration every bit as uh, uh, corrupt and uh, inept as Obama's first two terms. So there, there's much for them to answer for. Fifteen million illegal immigrants in the country. Uh, Military age males being brought in across that border. The list goes on and on. An entire federal government in the control of the Marxist Dems who lead the Democrat Party. When will we stand up? When will we say we want to preserve this republic? Well, that is the key question, and I, I think it gets worse by the day. And they're worried about their elections, but they also won't have 
eventually won't be elected if it's stolen again and getting back to the elections and I I don't understand then why they don't say anything because they really don't have much to lose either because it's just going to go by the wayside they won't be in in office either there's a push and I wrote about this on my Substack at emerald.tv besides all the other plans with mail-in ballots and and you know the machines and everything else like that they're literally so afraid that there will be another spontaneous outburst of democracy like 2016 as i call it when donald trump overwhelmed the system and they they couldn't deny his win and i would say he did in 2020 as well but they were better prepared they had to stop the count and then you know throw in ballots in the middle of the night but now what they're doing and i'm not sure a lot of people are aware of this i call it the new plot against the president um is actually going to state secretary of states and pushing for Donald Trump to be removed from the ballot in states that they can. Now, you think the obvious. This is California, right? Okay. Oregon, you can see that happening. Um, Colorado. But also, this group thinks that Georgia is in play. And that's very important given the indictments and the fact that you don't see anything from Republican leadership in the state uh, decrying or, 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 or crying out about the corruption in Fannie Willis's charges against the president, they're going right along with it. And I foresee that they might actually try to move remove Donald Trump from the ballot even in the state of Georgia, though they're going to rig, you know, rig the election against him anyway. Well, that leaves the, the question, why aren't we seeing more organization by the Republican parties, whether it be at the county level, whether it be at the state level, or it be with the presumptive nominee himself, Donald J. Trump. Uh, there is just no wildfire of organization uh, sweeping over the over the country, uh, and 2024 is racing at us that election. I absolutely agree with you, and I, I will talk about in my own area, which is I live in a red district, but we're surrounded by a sea of blue. But because of what happened in the schools and where the schools are heading, not just the gender theory and critical race theory ideology that's been infused, but also this is an area that's been flooded with immigrants and the schools are getting very unsafe. People can't even send their children to public schools in an area with high taxes. It's right for the taking if the Republican Party was doing something about it. But I get no calls. No. I don't get any text messages even. Let's say the bare minimum, right? There should be a messaging campaign. That's not there. I'm hoping that Mike's plan when we're talking about combating election fraud, which is key, more than messaging, uh, candidate quality, which I get sick of talking about. If we don't have free and fair elections, what does it matter? Um, I'm hoping that this will start bringing people together. That's what Democrats are really good at. That's what Clint Curtis said on the stage with me today, who is a Democrat. He said Democrats can get behind an idea, even if they don't think it's the right idea. They're like, okay, well, this is what we're going at. And Republicans will keep hitting each other. When you say big idea, it's interesting to me. Someone the other day said uh, on our show that uh, you know the Republican Party isn't a party at all. Uh, it is a, an assemblage. And I thought for a moment he was talking about the Democrats. He was talking about coalitions of people who can get along for at least a part of the time. Uh, and on election day, you don't know what the heck they're going to do. Uh, and, and he's right. I mean, we look at Ronald McDonald, uh, McDaniel, running uh, at the Freudian slip. To say, right? I was going to say, you had it right the first time. <laughs> the, uh, the, the idea that she is the chair of the Republican National Committee, that no one is working with the county uh, uh, representatives of the, uh, of the Republican Party. Uh, who sit on the, all the committee people who sit there? It's there's a slumbering uh, sort of aversion right now to reality. The president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, is now in his eighth year of political persecution, and the Republican leadership of the Congress of the United States isn't on, isn't standing up uh, on the Capitol, yelling at the top of his lungs. Get here to Washington. We're going to vote, and we're going to take this this corrupt nonsense no further. Uh, there's just no there's no passion. There is no sense of responsibility, and it's sickening to watch, frankly. Well, it also tells you where they really sit, right? 
because they're really part of the group in their complacency at work at best to keep Donald Trump from being in office again. And, and Ronald McDaniel putting out that call for him to sign on to say he will support whoever the nominee is tells you that. I will tell you, going back to 2020, Democrats were telegraphing what they were going to do, right? You had Stacey Abrams out there in May of 2020, maybe even as early as March, saying, we're not going to have it. We're not going to have accounts on. We're not going to have results on November 3rd, 2020. It might take days. And then that started spreading and more people were saying it. And there were these friendly lawsuits going on in, in key districts, in key states. States to change, to override existing election laws put forth by the constitutions, by the state legislatures. And I would ask Ronna McDaniel, because I don't know, I probably interviewed her, Lou, you know how it is in an election cycle. You interview these people 25 times. And every single time I talk to that woman, Lou, I would ask her, what are you doing to fight these friendly lawsuits? What are you doing to counter Mark Elias, who's out there changing the rules? What are you doing about mail-in ballots? And she would tell me every time the same answer, and she's very good at talking, right? She, she is good at talking. In her smooth way saying, oh, we have it under control. We have lawyers on the ground in every key area. She lied through her teeth to me about having a ground operation that was ready to go. Uh, I, I don't know how she could have been any more delusional. Uh, she wasn't delusional. It's just, well, I was being tired. Uh, but I'll be very unkind and say it's time for her to get the hell out of that chair and have someone who is uh, who knows what Donald Trump's contributions were uh, to this country as president of the United States, what they've been since and what he has done that is lasting. When we talk about an idea, who in the Republican Party has had an idea other than Donald Trump? I love the other day Vivek Ramaswamy, who is a bright young fellow uh, for whom I have some some hope someday. Uh, actually saying no man, no one man, no Donald Trump has a right to own uh, America first. Well, until that point, I was hopeful. Uh, but Donald Trump owns America first. It is the man who turned this entire country around with that slogan, that uh, straightforward statement of purpose and objective uh, and the the nation uh, and its and its and its government's responsibility. Well, first of all. And anyone could have said that before. I mean, they just wouldn't. That's right. And you know why they wouldn't? Because everybody would have jumped on them and said, oh, you're an isolationist like those people back in the 1930s. And you're against Charles. the free market. Yeah, it's you know, the, nuts, the nut re, nutball reaction of so many people to, to Donald Trump. They call it Trump derangement syndrome in the Democratic Party. And the Republican Party, they just call it being another Republican. And name only, uh, and he is—he's uh, burdened by them almost to the point that uh, he is by the, the Marxist left. Uh, your your thoughts about where we go from here? But the biggest thing was they—I don't know, Lou. I I know that. If they are allowed to operate as they did in 2020 and 2022, and it's only growing in operation by 2024, it does not bode well for our country. But I'm not despondent. I have hope because I do meet so many more people, and they're not Republicans. They're not anything, and they have gotten concerned. And they're watching our elections now. And I know this because I talked to, I'm in one of those suburban mom areas that all these messaging people talk about. And these women are concerned about the future their kids have. So I am hopeful. The thing I will say, though, going forward, if they allow Donald Trump to be imprisoned, if they allow him to continue to be, per if you, they think they can separate America first from Donald Trump, they can't. Because if they take down Donald Trump, they can take us down. People don't understand how important it is to, to defend defend him in their takedowns. There won't be a takedown of Donald Trump. I'll say that point blank. I really believe this nation, they've already crossed the line. If they press one ounce further and they intend to do so, this country will respond. I'm very confident of that. I hope so, and I do think so. Let's pray so. Let's, and that's all we can do is pray so and get out there and fight. Yes. Emerald Robertson, great talking with you. Thanks. Look forward to our next conversation. Me too, Lou. Thanks so much. Coming up next, General Michael Flynn will talk to him about this summit and this country's future. Stay with us. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. And here now with us is General Michael Flynn. General, great honor to have you with us. Great to see you. And great to be in your studio here, Lou. <laughs> well, it feels, it feels like, uh, you know, things are starting to turn already for 2024 with Mike Summit uh, on the uh, 2024 election to assure integrity. Uh, give us a sense of what the plan is to protect that plan for another 24 hours. Yeah. So uh, Mike uh, and I sat down about a month ago and he's, you know, kept this pretty close hold, this, this idea that he came up with a while ago. And so the, the plan essentially, it secures at the precinct level, which is really important. I would add, though, for everybody that's, that's paying attention today and everybody going forward that's working at, you know, in counties and what I call local action at precincts and are involved in their communities and they're running for office, local offices and stuff like that, that this, is, this isn't the, the, the silver bullet. It is one one among a couple of things that we must do, and this particular one really gets at making sure that we are protecting the integrity of the machinery that surrounds the election processes and systems that we have. And I think that by the end of tomorrow, people are going to realize, oh my God, this is like brilliant, and why, why, you know, why haven't we thought about this before? Because we have a election system and process in this country that is totally broken. It, yeah, we, 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 you know, we have systems in place that protects those that are elected or selected, as we as we tend to say. Uh, I, I would just tell you that our election system, uh, our, our elections right now, they are not fair. We do not have a fair election system. Nobody should listen to this or should go, you know, in, out, out of their communities and think that it's fair. And frankly, the American, the majority of the American people, the latest, uh, I think it's a Rasmussen poll, if I'm not mistaken, is like 67, it's almost 70 percent of the American people. All parties do not think that our election system is fair. They don't they do not think that the 2020 election was a fair election. So, you know, and a lot of that is because of the consequences of elections, right? What we see happening to our country and and, and I do want to talk a little bit about, you know, what's the direction of our country if people don't get involved here at this uh, summit, which is a terrific group of people. We're, we're looking at about it's probably around a thousand to two thousand people. It's quite a quite a body of people here, but they represent all 50 states. All 50 states. And these are when people say, you know, you're preaching to the choir. This is the choir out here. These are the activists. These are the these are the people that are the, the role models for other people in, in the various states in the country to look to uh, to understand how do I get involved? What is it that I do? There's all kinds of different groups out here that represent, you know, you name the state, they are running different organizations in their states and they're working together. If there's one thing that I have seen in, uh, I think in the last couple of years, is there are there are um, organizations that are now starting to coalesce and come together and work together very, very closely. And that's the one way uh, among, among a couple of other uh, lines of operations, the lines of effort that we're going to beat this thing and and but then this thing that i'm talking about lou as we've talked about before this is communism coming into our country 
and, it, and it's you know it's not good. It's not good. You know, I, I have to say whether we call it communism or Marxism, yeah. and you and I talk, yeah. you principally about communism. I talk about the Marxism that I witness every day uh, across this country, all in almost every state. Uh, there are examples of it, and the way people are treating their, our children, our grandchildren, uh, running our schools, running their businesses. These are people who are determined to destroy this country. And I, I just want to say to Mike Lindell, uh, you know, thank God for you, because these people here are patriots, they're activists, as you say, but they're here for the country, and, uh, and Mike, God bless Mike them all. Lindell, and Mike Lindell, you know, regardless of, and I, know, I mean, this guy has put his life, he's put his... You know, his riches, his wealth, everything on the line. And he is coming up with options that we can use to protect the sanctity of our election system, and which means the sanctity of our country. So, and it's, we're, we're at that level, Lou. I mean, you know this. You, you've, you have lived through this. We are at a point in time in the nation where, where we don't get this right, and we don't follow along with some of the stuff that we're doing. We're going to lose this country. I'll say this, and I, and I don't mean to be melodramatic about it. I truly believe that 2024, if the Republicans do not win back the House, the Senate, the presidency, that it's very likely we won't have an election in 2026. Yeah. That's what we face. Yeah, it's that dramatic. It is that dramatic. It, you know, and, and you're not being, you're not using hyperbole. I mean, this is very, very real. You know, and to go back to the last couple of comments that we were just talking about, this this enemy, right? This enemy has a face. It has a name. They have a purpose. They have an intent. They have the resources. They control the levers of power, not only here in the United States of America, but in some other countries around the around the world. So these are very these are very real people. And you know, we can throw out the George Soros's names of the world, but there's there's actually a body of them, and and they have organization, and they. They have been doing this. They've, they've been at this for a long time. One of the things that happened to them, Lou, one of the things that happened to their plan was a guy by the name of Donald J. Trump got in the way. And when all of a sudden Trump says, I know what, son of a gun, I'm going to run for president because I this, this country's going to hell in a handbasket. And Trump comes down the escalator, you know, and, and he's the president, becomes the president. And it's like they never thought that that would happen. They felt they figured eight years years of Obama, eight years of Hillary, and you and I wouldn't be having this conversation today. That's uh, exactly right. I agree with you 100%. And right here at the summit, yeah. this summit should be run by the Republican National Committee. Exactly. This, these people should be coming out of their, their counties as representatives of the Republican Party and, and be the committee men and women of the Republican, Republican Party. The strength. This is the strength of the Republican Party. These are the new party. Yep. These people are the representatives of the new party. And the RNC, and I, I'm going to just ask you, I, I personally believe that Ronna McDaniel needs to be moved aside. Yep. She can either resign or be, be moved out. But we have to have a Republican Party that is energized for the benefit of independents, for all patriots, for Republicans, conservatives, you name it. But for the future of the country, we've got to have yeah. a, an engaged, proactive organization. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, totally agree. I, and so what we haven't even talked about here is we haven't mentioned, you know, like Democrats, right? Because that's not the problem. We know what their we know what their plan is. Our problem is exactly what you're touching on right now, which is this Republican establishment uniparty who many of them are with this globalist, this globalist elite crowd. And uh and they do not have the best interests of of their constituents nor of this country in mind. And that's with very, very few exceptions. And I mean very few exceptions. And I'm talking about in the United States Senate and in the House of Representatives. So very few exceptions. There's not many in there that are that are willing to stand up for their constituents in this country. Most of them will talk a lot and they'll do nothing. So the Republican National Committee, their strength is what's in this room right here. And 
what's in this room right here, as I said, this is the choir. But these people represent tens of millions of Americans nationwide. And the Republican National Party, all they want from them is they want them to shut up. They want them to stay home and send them their money. Okay? And the Republican National Committee, right now, for those that don't know, for those that listen to this, they're, they know that they're at risk. That, that, uh, the RNC is at risk. Somebody like Arana McDaniel, McDaniel she, she hasn't won anything. I mean, she really hasn't won anything. So in the history of that particular position, she should be out. She should have been out a long time ago. So they're losing money right now. They're losing money because these people and the, and the millions of people that they represent are now starting to give their money and their time and their other resources to people that they believe in, candidates that they believe in. And frankly, a lot of that's going to local level. It's going to school boards, county commissioners, county recorders, these other uh, sheriffs, these other local elected officials. There's people in this room that were never involved in politics, and I've met some of them in the last 24 hours, never involved in politics. They saw what was happening to our country. They heard Mike Lindell in various different you know, times. They, heard, they, they listened to the kind of stuff that, that Trump says, that all the things that all of us say, and they stepped up and they now are members of a school board. They're members of a county commission. They are people that are involved in the fabric of our country. That's how we win this country back. That's how we keep our country from being a socialist, Marxist, communist, a state where we are no longer in charge and our constitution no longer matters and we're being led by the nose by a globalist elite that has all the powers, all the levers of power in Washington, D.C. That's what's happening. It's what's happening. The World Health Organization, the Biden regime, mm -hmm. has decided the, the World Health Organization, which is run primarily by uh, an agency of the United Nations, run primarily by the CCP. Yep. The highest jobs have been turned over to uh, uh, Marxists. Chinese. The guy that's in charge is a Marxist. I mean, he is. And, and they, these, these world bodies, you know, World Health, World Bank. World Trade Organization, uh, the International Monetary Fund, which is a, it's not just a fund, it's a group of people. Uh, the European Union, I will throw in there, the United, the, uh, United Nations, so there's, and there's others, but those are the key ones. So they are, these are all unelected people. For the most part, they're like, they're, they are, they, they hate America, except for the resources that they can get out of us, right, that they can squeeze out of us. And then you have the World Economic Forum, which is sort of, if you look at a, at a structure and a hierarchy, you have the WEF, which consists of about 600 people within, a, within their headquarters. If you're looking at it from a military standpoint, you got a headquarters, you got some leaders, they have tons of resources, and then they have organizations below them. World Health is, is one of them. And they are, they are led by the nose by this globalist elite, and these people are picked by them. They float through the World Economic Forum apparatus, and they do it over the years. And, and there's also government uh, prime ministers, presidents, kings, and other leaders within within a, probably about 50 to 60 countries of the planet, nation states, that are part of this organization. So, because you say to yourself, how, can, how do we ever get here? Well, we got here because that organization, the World Economic Forum, has been around since 1971. So it's been, you're talking 50 years. 50 years they've been putting this thing into place. And now it's what they, what uh, Schwab, Klaus Schwab calls the fourth industrial revolution, the fourth industrial reset, the great reset, right? And this is very real. So, again, don't, don't take my conspiratorial mind, right? Don't take my word. Take the word of these individuals and go and go to their website. Go to the World Economic Forum website. Read read the book, The Great Reset. Or or just take a look at what Wall Street is doing right exactly. now. Uh, as, uh, as China is declining, uh, as its uh, exports are falling, as its economy is slowing, yeah. guess what? Wall Street firms are... Sending U.S. investor money exactly. straight to Beijing, Shanghai, exactly. and to, to communist China. Yeah. It's uh, something to watch. And uh, General, always good to talk with yeah, you. It's great. And, uh, it's great thanks. being here with you, actually. It, it's a hoot for me, I guarantee you. Last thanks so much. Last time I was in a different studio. <laughs> and coming up here next, Laura Loomer. And we're going to talk about truth. And she is a truth celebrity, if ever there was one, and investigative journalist. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And now here is, as promised, Laurel Loomer. And it is great to, to both meet you and to uh, say hi and have a conversation with you. It's just uh, great to see you. Yeah, great to see you as well. I've been a fan of yours for a long time and I uh, think we both have something in common. You know, I think it's uh, disdain, right, for Fox News or as faux news as I like to call them. I think it's terrible how they, how they tried to get rid of you when you're, in my opinion, one of the only smart hosts that they seem to have on TV. but Well, that's very kind of you, and I appreciate it, and I'm a longtime admirer of yours as well. Oh, thank you. I, and, and I think we also have a, an aversion to to Republicans in name only. You yeah. seem to have uh, focused on them of late, uh, and and I, I cheer each time you do because <laughs> I, I think they're an equivalent threat to the Republic, uh, to perhaps not quite equivalent, uh, is the Marxist Dems uh, who run the Democrat Party and the and the deep state. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that, uh, you know, here today everybody's talking about election fraud and how to prevent voter fraud as we head into the 2024 election. And, you know, the elephant in the room is that it's not just the Democrats, right? It's not just the Democrats that are trying to facilitate election fraud or stole the election from Donald Trump, but it's Republicans. And I think that people need to understand that it's Republicans who played just as much of a role in stealing this election from Donald Trump as the Democrat Party did. To this day, they haven't filed a single lawsuit over uh, the stolen election. They haven't addressed uh, any of the big tech social media censorship and deplatforming of a sitting United States president. And so you really have to ask yourself, like, what exactly have, the, have these so-called conservatives in the GOP actually conserved? Nothing. Uh, the, you know, and who is a conservative? The President Trump, to his great credit right now, is running 40, 50 points ahead of what was the oligarchs and the donor class. Uh, great hope. Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis to unseat uh, Donald Trump. Uh, it's, it's madness. And now they, they've referred to Glenn Youngkin, the governor of Virginia, as, I, what was it, a happy conservative warrior. Yeah, happy conservative he's warrior. He's not happy. He's not, cons- he's not conservative. No, the guy, he's not the a guy, warrior. The guy, who, the guy who lied to parents in Virginia and told them that he was going to kick the trannies out of their daughter's school bathrooms actually ended up putting the trannies back in the school bathroom. So, yeah, no, not conservative. Just another big uh, hedge fund guy compromised by, you know, business business dealings with the Chinese Communist Party and uh, but he unlike Ron DeSantis actually is a wealthy man you see Ron DeSantis has had to become a, a slave really to his establishment uh, donors these millionaires and billionaires people like Rupert Murdoch who you know I'm sure you know all about and yeah you know that guy do you know that do you know that do you know that, you know that god awful god awful foreigner who wants to meddle in our elections yeah that's that a fellow who called me an extremist you know? yeah the one who said that we gotta we gotta talk about renew not renewing Lou right isn't that what the text message said not renewing Lou but no Rupert Murdoch and people um, people like uh, Ken Griffin okay or Doug Leone of Sequoia and this is a big problem for Ron DeSantis because now right he's had to do policy flip-flops because he's have he's having to please his donors who don't have conservative America first policies but Glenn Youngkin has enough money right he's worth hundreds of millions of dollars and he can self-fund a campaign against somebody like Donald Trump. So that's why you're seeing now uh, the messaging geared towards, oh, well, maybe there's going to be a backup plan and perhaps the Never Back Down Pack will support a candidate other than Ron DeSantis because it's not about, they already know Ron DeSantis can't get elected. This is about getting Trump. Anybody but Trump. Exactly. 
Exactly. And to see the establishment so brazen and just bald about it uh, is really, uh, I guess, tells us more about the desperation of both the Uniparty, the, the, the nation's establishment in all forms, because... What was so bad about Donald Trump, other than his vicious, mean, nasty tweets? Uh, the fact is, what he accomplished as president, the promises he kept are unprecedented. Well, that's what's wrong with him, is he keeps his promises. And the Uniparty, the quickest way to make friends in Washington, D.C., is to be a liar, right, and to work against the American people. And, you know, Donald Trump doesn't need this position. He's a guy of, you know, enormous financial wealth and success and lives a life of luxury and he didn't even take a salary. He donated his salary. So he certainly didn't didn't run for president to make money. He certainly didn't run for president to get famous. I mean, everybody knew who Donald Trump was prior to him being president of the United States. So they don't want people that are actually going to fight for the American people and work against the interests of the Uniparty, right? Because that's how they keep everybody divided is this whole illusion of choice, right? That we have two parties in this country when we, we don't. They're one and the same. And it's interesting that so many people are just coming to that realization right yeah. now. Uh, and many of us, uh, you know, I, I moved away from the party when it moved away from me. Uh, and I sort of you know, kind of wanted, I want to stay with the party because I think the party right now needs strength. Uh, it doesn't need division. But as I look over at, and I will look at the leadership in, in the Republican Party, whether it's in the Senate or whether it's the House, I, you know, I fear for the, for the party, I fear for the country uh, and future generations. How is it that we have come to a point where we we have a government that we fear rather than a government that fears the people. We have a, a government that is under the control of Marxist Dems uh, who lead the Democrat Party and the deep state. Where is the breathing room, the oxygen for the rest of us who just simply want our republic, our rights and our constitution assured? Well, I think a, I think a problem is so many people took our country for granted and they took uh, our constitution for granted and you know we all learn about communism and we all learn about Marxism and what happens in other third world countries right <laughs> where where they have uh, dictatorships and they don't have free and fair elections and they don't have free speech and now we realize we are a third world country uh, and that's exactly what has happened here in this country because everyone always said oh well it's never going to happen here and it has happened and it has happened and they've been able to now completely silence and oppress and they're gearing up to persecute you know, half the country based off of their political beliefs and the individual they support because they know no one's going to do anything. I'm certainly not advocating for violence, but at the same time, right, we have a Second Amendment granted to us for the sake of overthrowing tyrannical regimes. And right now we are living in an illegitimate tyrannical regime. And we saw this during COVID as well. I always thought, wow, wow, the government's really going to get it now with people being forcefully injected and then masking people's children. And even then, even then when people's children were being forcefully vaccinated and having their their faces muzzled in order to go to school people still didn't fight back so they didn't fight it's back. up to the american people to 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 decide whether or not they want a future for their children or they want to have a future for themselves because if not then fine just don't do anything but eventually people are going to have to start doing something other than just talking you couldn't you couldn't be more correct and here at uh, lindell's uh, summit on the election of 2024 and tomorrow he's going to unveil his plan uh, to restore integrity to our elections. And the reality is, if we don't have elections uh, with assured, guaranteed integrity that we can all be confident in the results, uh, uh, then all the rest of it doesn't matter. The the Marxist Dems will prevail. Uh, big government, big business, big tech, big social media will own us. Uh, they already do own us. Well, <laughs> they already do. I mean, did, did you ever imagine that you'd live in a country where big tech is more powerful than any elected official or the president of the United States. I ran for Congress twice in Florida, and I was the only candidate denied access to social media. So they pretty much decided the fate of my election, even though I worked as hard as I could. And they deplatformed a sitting United States president and the Republican Party.
party did nothing. nothing. And I just hope that people understand, you know, with all the outrage online and all the tweets and, you know, whatever the Republican Party wants to do, they haven't actually taken action. There's no legal recourse by the party, no investment of party resources into fighting against big tech censorship. And so I'd say we've really already lost our country. And Donald Trump is the last hope. I think that Donald Trump doesn't get back into office. That's it. Well, I, I don't think we've lost our country. I'll argue with you on that. Uh, it may be an argument, a, a, a distinction without a difference. Or, you know, the fact is that we've lost our government. The government is owned by the Marxist ends, the deep state. Uh, we, the American people, are their targets. Uh, we are their enemies because they have power over us, and we want to restore our role as, you know, where is the consent of the government? No longer That's required. what I mean when I say that we've lost our country. So I guess what I'm saying is that because we've lost our government, we've lost our country. So it's up to us to reclaim it. And I view Donald Trump as our only way to reclaim it because, as he always says, he's our retribution. And that's exactly what we're going to need to, to take this country back is we need a spirit of retribution, just like George Washington always talked about the spirit of revenge. Right. And how we had to work against political parties because political parties would end up being the ultimate destruction and death of America. And they would sow the discord that would you know, cause division in America. George Washington is the first person who said this. Right. And everything that he has said has turned out to be um, completely accurate. And so we we need to restore that, you know, spirit of vengeance and that fighting spirit so that we can take our country back. I think most Americans, I won't say most, but many Americans right now are so afraid of saying I have a, a, a passionate concern for the country. I am angry. I am absolutely not going to tolerate it. They don't want to be sort of, uh, they don't want to trigger anyone. They don't want to offend anyone. And there comes a point where each of us has to decide what we're willing to fight for, what we're willing to die for, and what we want for our children. And that was all solved for us because we have, I mean, we were very fortunate. You're talking about all our founders who were right. I, I mean, they were right about everything, the Constitution, our rights, and what factions and uh, divisions we should avoid. And right now, all of that has been visited upon us. We have factions, division, alienation. We have a fifth column in this country trying to take over the government. And, and I'm sorry, folks, whoever's listening that thinks that this is an accident, it is not. No, it's been, it's been in place for 60 years, and now they've accelerated, right? So Absolutely. They've accelerated, and this has been in the works for a long time, right? Uh, this uh, Marxist takeover of our country through you know, subversion and infiltration in our institutions and the universities and and our governments as well. But um, but now more than ever, really, people need to understand. And it sounds cliche because every time there's an election, people always say, this is the most important election of my lifetime. But really, honestly, it really is. I don't know if you agree, but I certainly agree. I mean, you're a lot older than I am, but at 30 years old, I can recognize the fact that I don't think things have ever been this dire in our country before. I've never felt so oppressed in my life. I know you said a lot older, but you're only 30. I mean, I... I, don't, I just, it doesn't seem like such a big difference. No. <laughs> More than double. You're 35, right? You're 35. No, I, I can't no. lie. I'm 57. Okay. <laughs> Laura, let me, let me turn to what is happening here, and that is grassroots folks all, representing all of the states here at the Lindell Summit on the election, uh, coming up with a plan that's going to assure, we hope, uh, certainly within reason, that uh, as far as we can possibly imagine, integrity in our elections. Uh, it's not the answer, but it's part of the answer. Uh, to me, it's inspiring. Uh, and the people I've talked with here and with whom I've uh, managed to uh, meet and get to know a little bit, uh, this is inspirational. Uh, and the, the, what is disappointing at the same time is yeah. these aren't the folks whose job it is to be here, no. to be governing, to be representing the American people. And and thank God we've got these folks. Yeah, I know Mike Lindell is a pillow salesman, right? He's a successful businessman. And so it goes to show you, he's put more resources, millions of his own dollars into funding election integrity activism and election integrity summits. This is what the RNC should be doing with the millions of dollars that they raised, you know, in the name of election integrity when they use do 
shot when they use Donald Trump's name in violation of the cease and desist orders that he sent them. A lot of people don't know that. He sent them cease and desist letters telling them to stop using his name, but they raised almost a billion dollars, and where's the money? And so private citizens and private, you know, successful business people shouldn't having to be, you know, footing the bill for these conferences, and it just goes to show you there's not a single elected official in the room. I haven't seen a single elected official. Where are they? They should all be here if they actually care about election integrity, but, you know, as we've seen, I think it's it's all talk and no action from, from the GOP, sadly, so it's going to be up to us. And I guess that's the, that is the, the message here. It is up to us. Uh, and I can't wait to see the plan. I can't wait to uh, see what uh, transpires after this this terrific summit, uh, because I believe this is going to be foundational. I really do sense change in the air. Uh, and I'm not a Pollyanna, and I'm not a, a wild-eyed optimist. I just think this is, shows that there is a, the American spirit still lives. Yeah. I mean, do you have hope? Do you feel hopeful? I know that you had to face a lot of uh, attacks by Dominion recently, and Fox, and do you feel do you feel hopeful about things going forward? Well, I have been fighting these forces for a very long time. I've been blackballed by a Democratic administration, a Republican administration. Yeah, me too, right? Yeah, especially the Republicans. Well, I both were rather energetic about their their dismissals of me, but and two networks, by the way, one conservative, one liberal, but. Uh, so I'm used to it. I've, you know, I've gone through death threats. My wife has been shot at. Uh, they were shooting at me, but where was this? Uh, at our farm, and uh, that is awful. Well, it's part of what comes, and uh, so I, you know, I'm used to this. What I'm not used to is the number of people that I've met who've given up on the country. Uh, what I'm delighted to do is to be in the midst of all of you folks right here. Uh, where you are, you are raging for the country and oh, yeah. and standing up exactly. for the country, for the truth, and for and, Donald uh, Trump, and and for truth, and you can't let people silence you. They're trying to criminalize anybody speaking out about election fraud. Now that's what this indictment is all about. It's about if you support Donald Trump and if you believe the election was stolen and you talk about it, we're going to hold you accountable. But people have to not be scared. Loud and clear. Yeah. I support Donald J. Trump for president 2024. Me too. I love Donald Trump. I was just with him this weekend, and he's the he's the best. He's the greatest. And he is the only one, I believe, and I mean this seriously. This is not hyperbole. I believe he is the only person who can lead this country yeah. uh, to, to the promised land in 2024. I agree, and I've said publicly, too, that I don't care who's on the ballot in 2024. If Trump's not on the ballot, I'm not voting. Yeah. I feel that strongly about it because I'm not going to, if Don, Donald Trump is the favored candidate in the GOP, so the only reason why he wouldn't be on the ballot in a general election is if they are successful in once again rigging an election through weaponized government. And so I don't think people should, you know, entertain or, you know, submit to their election interference. And that's exactly what this is, what they're doing to Donald Trump. So I encourage people to, you know, be bold in their position and only supporting Donald Trump as the only acceptable option as a GOP nominee in 2024. And remember, we're already in the eighth year of the political persecution by the Marxist Dems in the deep state of Donald J. Trump, and that is a national disgrace. Laura Loomer is a national treasure. And we thank, thank you for being here. So with are us. you. Appreciate so great it. to meet you. Thanks for having me on. Um, my and thanks pleasure. for supporting President Trump. You betcha. And uh, great to see you and look forward to our next talk. Yeah, so. you too. Thank you. Thanks thank for having me on. Thank you, everybody, for listening today. Our guests here tomorrow will be Tony Schaefer and Gordon Chang. On the week's national security events, please join me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs, on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight. Be sure to check out the all-new LouDobbs.com. Join us here tomorrow for The Great America Show. Until then, thank you, God bless you, and God bless America.